ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Shenanigans with Biscuits and Gravy. Uh, speaking is Biscuits, and the other gentleman is... I am Gravy. Good day, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. That's right. We are here to bore you. We are here to give you misery for about an hour and a half or so. God bless it. Oh, yeah. We suffer with these thoughts. You people need to suffer as well. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we tend to get lonely, and sometimes we need people to listen to us. That's right. And I tell you, since we don't go to bars anymore, it's kind of hard to get people just to listen to you ramble. <laughs> you know, you know, and and less people listen to me ramble these days than they used to. So <laughs> usually, you, they uh, asked they asked for volunteers at my son's school, and I was like, you know, maybe I'll just go there and just start like just talking, and then they'll stop asking for volunteers. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, that was lovely. Oh, yeah, I, man, I, I've been gassy all day. Oh, I, I was telling you earlier, man, I have been so belchy and had, I, I swear I've had the, the, the Dukes, the runny number twos since mm. Friday, because I went into the hospital on, uh, on Thursday night, and I finally left the hospital this morning at about 7.15. And they, they were uh, a, a little nice to us. They did feed us a couple times, which was very pleasant. But the hospital food, I really think, contributed to my, shall we call it Montezuma's Revenge? Wow, uh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I, was, I was shitting liquid for at least two days. And finally today I had a nice solid BM and I was very happy. But yeah, uh, it, it was awful. In case you people don't know or didn't listen to the previous podcast, I am uh, stuck in uh, North Carolina. And we had Hurricane Flo. That was, all, that was all your fault. And I, I do blame myself because I did give you a little shit about the hurricane coming through Hawaii. And now the entire South is suffering for my, for my trepidance there. So I apologize. But, uh, yeah, she decided to come in going about 15 mile an hour. And like her namesake, an older lady put on her left blinker and hang out in traffic for two friggin' days. <laughs> so we, we have been just swamp with water. I mean, I'm lucky, I, I believe, where I live. Uh, I think we lost power, my wife said, for just about 24 hours. And uh, But there are people to the south of us and like where I work that are still out of power and probably will be out of power for the next couple weeks. Hmm. At least. Uh, the, the rivers down there aren't going to crest... Uh, probably until Wednesday because the hurricane decided to saturate the mountain. So all that stuff's going to run down now. So we're just kind of waiting and seeing what's going to happen down there. Uh, I got a lot of friends, Fort Bragg, uh, down there, uh, Mer uh, Merck Avenue. You remember Murchison Avenue when you were stationed there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where they shot up the school bus. Like, yeah. That's, I mean, all that stuff's underwater right now. So if you got family there or anything like that, you know, call them up, try and get in touch with them, pray for them. I mean, it's 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 really rough down in uh, 
southeastern North Carolina right now. We have family or friends that are completely cut off on the coast. Like the governor even said, there is no getting to uh, Wilmington, North Carolina. It is uh, completely inaccessible by land. So if you own a helicopter, yeah, you might be able to get there. Otherwise, you're kind of screwed. Unless you got like a really good John boat <laughs> or canoe or kayak. <laughs> But uh, even coming home this morning for me, like, I, I was able to avoid a lot of flooding coming home. But uh, right near my house, man, I had 1.9 miles to home. 1.9. I was so close. And I come across a road close sign, and it was partially moved. So I was like, people have been going through here. I'm taking this road. So I... Start driving down the road, going slow, and I come across this real swampy, marshy area. I was like, damn. It's like, well, I think I can make it. Pretty sure I can make it. Oh, of course you can make it. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the water's running across. It didn't look like it was running too fast, so I started rolling through. And if I'd have stuck my arm out my truck window, and I, and I don't have a very tall truck. I drive a, a Dodge Dakota, 2000, uh, 2006 Dodge Dakota. It's not a big truck. That's all you need. Yeah. You know, enough bed space to be comfortable to tow stuff, but, uh, going through, but I could have put my arm out the window and the water would have been splashing up on my window. And I was just like, oh, I don't know if I want to make it. I don't know if I want to make it. And, Man, I got through, and I was like, I'm home. I don't give a shit after this. <laughs> I'm going to get there. But, uh, yeah, a couple of the people I worked with and, you know, stayed with at the hospital all weekend, they drove back south, and they're still without power. But most of them managed to make it home. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's you know, hurricane relief, I think, for this is going to be long and uh, arduous. Yeah, it will. Um, there was talk for a while that it was going to be bigger than uh, Hurricane Harvey that hit down Texas. But uh, I think uh, even though with the floods, and I don't know, it, it'd probably be about the same, maybe a little less. We'll you know, uh, I mean, whole towns are flooded out right now. Uh, me and my wife talked about it today when uh, <clears throat> we were looking at the news and you know, the roads we used to take going to Wilmington, I mean, some of them have sinkholes so big you can't even drive on those roads anymore. Yeah, I've seen and a few I, pictures of those. Yeah, I, and I don't know if you, I, I'm sure you don't know, North Carolina roads, well, you might from being in Fort Bragg. Yeah. But, you know, th those aren't going to get fixed uh, very fast. I mean, it'll get fixed faster than what roads do in Hawaii. Oh, I don't know. God. I, you know, and I, I got to honestly say, when I was there, I don't remember really you know, floods or bad weather. I don't think we had any hurricanes or cyclones or typhoons or anything come through. But I'm, I'm really trying to convince my wife right now that moving to New Mexico is an awesome idea. <laughs> <laughs> no hurricanes, no tornadoes, no floods. We'll be good. <laughs> you got deserts, you got scorpions, you have rattlers and... <laughs> All things I know how to deal with because I've been dealing with them since I was a kid. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. 
If you ladies didn't, uh, or ladies and gentlemen did not recognize it, that is uh, my ringtone. <laughs> Once an episode, I love it. I, I know. And I get to dance, and I get to do the full-on white guy dance, like biting my bottom lip, <clears throat> gyrating the upper body, not looking like I'm having a seizure. It's yeah, I, I, I totally forget to uh, turn the volume down. I'm... But yeah, uh, if, that's the Sanford and Son theme song, if you guys didn't know. Um, if you're not as old as us or uh, older, um, you probably never heard of it. Or anything Red Fox, man. Time. Oh, yeah. yeah, God, he was great. God, so profane in his normal comedy, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. But uh, I, I want to give, for the people that do listen to us, you know, and uh, a lot of ladies that work with me do, and it's appreciated, but I want to give them a huge shout-out because uh, we had to send a couple people home very sick this weekend due to uh, our fourth floor, our roof, actually kind of caved in and uh fourth floor is where the critical care unit is and uh the telemetry well supposed you know I'll, I'll put air quotations the telemetry unit is but uh you know uh, that actually had to be evacuated this weekend and you know those people who stuck it out for the last you know friday saturday sunday and came in and everyone was hacking and coughing and couldn't breathe and you know, it's, it's really awful, but I tell you, those ladies, they they handled it better than any military unit I ever operated with. So, you know, I just want to give a shout-out to you guys. You guys are awesome. Jamie, Melissa, uh, Melissa McClam, Melissa Core, uh, Regina, who actually I ended up taking over for, Monitor Tech, Donna. I mean, you guys really held out. You guys were awesome. I love you guys. Can't wait to see this weekend coming up, so... Do, do, you, uh, do they actually listen to us? Yeah, yeah, actually they do. Uh, uh, most of them actually tell me, uh, uh, we're waiting for the next one, or uh, I got to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> so so it's really cool to hear that. And, you know. Ladies, I apologize. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, dude, I tell you, it was, it was so rough. It was, I, I haven't had, I've been working there eight years, and I've never had a weekend like that at work. It's just nuts. And, uh, oh, one guy I forgot. He's uh, Air Force, Stephen. Stephen was there uh, Thursday night and uh, Friday night. Uh, he's gonna, he's trying to be an Air Force uh, officer, a nurse. Hmm. So he was there, and uh, thank you to Stephen. He was a uh, Friday night. I got sick with food poisoning when I was working. We, had, uh, we were on generator power, so we had no air conditioning. Like, it was operating everything critical, uh, but evidently air conditioning is not critical. <laughs> so so I, I literally had no shirt on. I had a wet towel over my entire upper body. I was just saturated, and I was throwing up in the toilet, and they were trying to get me to leave, and I wouldn't. Because I said, if I'm here, I'm just going to be stuck here, and that's it. But uh, he was going to take over my patient, so... No, big thank you to him. Yeah, man. It, I tell you, those women are tougher than most guys I know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what's weird? I've noticed over the years, and you've probably seen this too. 
Like a lot of the, uh, it, it kind of goes both ways. Those that were like in the medical field in the military got out not doing medical field at all. Those that were not in the medical field, so many of them I know are now in the medical field. Yeah, 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 it's kind of crazy. Well, I think medical in the military, though, is so much different than medical out of the military. Because, you know, like uh, like uh, Sarah uh, Jackson, who we yeah. both were stationed with in Hawaii, Cabrinasol. Love Sarah. She's awesome. They have a baby, her and her husband. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but. Who is their friend, that blonde girl, Jenny, Jennifer, Jen? Julie. 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 Julie, super awesome chick. Julie Stone. I, I I met her once briefly, but no, the other one, the the one that always hung out with, uh, the blonde. Yeah, what was her name? Julie. No, there another one. Uh, I don't know. She hated my guts. I forgot what her name was. I don't know. All our friends hated me, and rightly so. But <laughs> but uh, you know, it, like I when I had to go to medical one time and see her. You know, I went in and she was doing, you know, well, what, what feels bad? Did my vitals, this is what he looks like. And that was it. Hmm. You know, you're not, you're not training to be a nurse doing that. You know, you're training to be just a, a kind of department assistant almost, you know, that's, that's not nursing care. Yeah. And, uh, my buddy Dave, who was in the air force, who, you know, was the best man at my wedding. Uh, he did. He, he went into medical, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna be doing serious stuff with patients." And he did medical records. He was like, "This is bullshit," you know. And now he works on Harley's for a living. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I mean? what what needs to happen as far as with like the corpsmen, and I, I this kind of goes with the uh, combat medics too. Is you know, you 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 get your you know like a. a not really a hospital, but a clinic or something. Yeah, you're not going to do that. But if you're like with FMF or, you know, you're in like an actual legit hospital where, you know, the, 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 you know, bad ones, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, you're talking about trauma. Yeah, that's different. Some do get a chance to get that. Well, I think you should have civilian training before you go in to do that, though. Like, you should, you should already have your EMT paramedic. RN, you know, I don't like that the military automatically takes BSN RNs and makes them officers. Because a lot of those BSN RNs, man, they're your workhorses. Those, those are your, those are your war dogs, man. They're going to be the ones who are, you know, shoving their finger in a bullet hole. Not to take anything away from frontline people, paramedics, EMTs, but you know, the military. I had a roommate. Yeah, I had a roommate in uh, uh, Wilmer Brunus, uh, David something. I forgot it. He was a corpsman, worked at the same place there, um, that clinic. You talking about Dave House? Um, maybe. Kind of a quiet didn't he, guy. Didn't he deploy? And um, I I remember because uh, when I went to the uh, the corpsman ball, I thought uh, HM two House had passed. Oh wow! I, uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, because he was FMF. I thought he had passed in uh, in Afghanistan. That's something I'll have to look up again. I can't keep track or remember. It's been so long. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to look it up. I just yeah, I remember his name was David. Real good guy. Yeah, I, I don't remember. I don't mean stepping on your story, brother. But go ahead. 
Oh, no, no, no. He was probably the most um, stable roommate I've ever had in the military. Mentally stable. Yeah, I, I never had any of those, and I, I believe that's probably my fault. Yeah, yeah. Um, what I would like to see, and I, I think it would be great for the military, especially for those that when they do get out, is if they give the training to the, the corpsmen and the combat medics to, you know, to where when they reach a certain level, let's say like about a, maybe E5 or so, that, you know, they get enough training or whatever it is to where they have their EMT. You know what I mean? Well, I, I would like to see that. I really would because a lot of the um, the military stuff doesn't transfer over. Mm-hmm. I mean, it honestly doesn't. Uh, I, I could have got my computer science degree almost just walking out of the military. I just hated computers and didn't want to do that crap anymore. But I, I've always heard with the medical field that's completely separate. Like a lot of their stuff does not transfer over. You know, they, they have to redo courses or take whole things again, and I, I think that's garbage. Oh, yeah. You know, so they're, they're eating up GI Bill that they could use for more advanced training to do the same thing they've always done. Yeah, it's you know, um, – I don't you, like that. Yeah, if you, anybody in the Navy, when you corpsman, you have like your A school, which is your basic training, you know, your basic, uh, you know, MOS that, or rate training, what, and then you have like a C school. AIT. Uh, yeah, AIT. AIT, yeah. So, I mean, you have your basic one, and then you have more advanced ones. I think, you know, because the way they've they've been changing the military over the last 10 years is um, they're trying to get it to where at a certain rank that you actually have, like an associate's or a bachelor or something. I think in, in with the line of that, maybe not ex- – I mean, I, I think at least if you're going to do 20 years, you should have a bachelor's. I don't really believe in masters, but at least a bachelor's. Now, on the other hand, training. I think they should actually, especially the medical field, give them the training. And to where by the time you're in E5 and you've got probably like six or seven years in or whatever, you have the equivalent of a, you know, you're EMT certified. And they should also, on the civilian sector, they should make it to where it's transferable. It'll never oh, happen. Agree. Yeah, it'll never happen. No, 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 no. Because there's too much money coming in. Because that's that's easy money from the federal government that's going to get for an education. Yeah. I mean, it, it'll never happen that way. It won't. But, you know, I mean, even think of us. I mean, as E5s, we were running sections. I mean, we had our own group of people under us. You know, I'm sorry. That's You're, you're equal to... In the civilian world, almost a supervisor who has twenty years in a job. Yeah, and you're and you're doing it at twenty three. I mean, I I couldn't do it. I couldn't have been when I walked out as a nurse from when I went to school and been a supervisor as a nurse because I didn't know it. But <clears throat> a person who was a corpsman, I would almost look to them as I was a first grad at 30 and be like, what the hell do you think? Cause you know, I'm kind of lost here. Yeah. You know, you've seen way more than I have helped me out. Yeah. I, I just don't think they'll do it just because of the money issue, man. Honestly, I, yeah. I really think because of the monetary issue, they would never do it. Yeah. They, it, they, it, they would lose sad. 
they would lose millions of dollars every year on the GI Bill for basically retraining people to do the same thing. Yeah, and it, it's sad, it to is. be honest. It is. It's horrible. It is. I agree. Now, if uh, I don't know if you heard the news, I think it started coming around before the hurricane flow was started flowing in. Um, (laughs) (laughs) There, I guess, whoever the guy, the the actor that's playing Superman on the movies um, is stepping down. And there has been talk about um, this guy. Man, what was his name? Um, You talking about the... The dude, Michael B. Jordan? Yes, yes, the black guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, me and my wife just we uh, rewatched uh, Black Panther tonight. You, you know, it's so many people are getting pissed off because they're like, Superman's, Superman's supposed to be white. And, you know, I, I get it. Matter of fact, I mean, if anybody reads cartoons, you know, those different, each uh, DC and Marvel have like alternate universes or parallel ones where there's actually one in DC where Superman is a black dude. Well, there's you know? crossovers all over. Oh, I mean, yeah. In case people didn't know, I'm a gigantic dork. So I, you know, grew up reading comics, cartoons, collecting He-Man figurines, uh, G.I. Mar- Joe's, all that, all that quick, kind of crap. Quick question. Uh, Marvel or DC? Yeah. Oh, man. Do you want to go movies? Do you want to go comics? Do you want to go storylines, timelines, variation of characters? Because if you want to go that way, I'm I'm DC. Because I think DC does a much better job with their comics. But I think Marvel has really cornered how to make a decent comic book movie. Me. If I'm... I don't like the way... I mean, I'm going to watch all the more. I watch all the Marvel movies regardless. Yeah. And DC... I, I, I try to walk, catch them all, too. Um, I'm, I'm not yeah. going to lie. When it comes to the comics, I'm uh, partial to uh, Marvel. Oh, are you really? Yeah. Uh, if I had to pick one character between Marvel and one between DC, um, Wolverine will be mine for Marvel, and Lobo will be mine for DC. See, I always like Lobo. I oh, yeah. always like Lobo. God, he was good. But, you know, I, I got I to gotta admit my favorite absolute favorite comic book character has always been superman even since i was a kid because i grew up on like watching the 50 style shows with my grandfather and then in the 80s christopher reeves of course Mm -hmm. with the superman movies and he has always been for me like the iconic comic book hero i mean I, i always thought he was just just there they they just had that one right on like and and mainly because as they said in kill bill you know he was someone trying to pretend to be normal but wasn't yeah you know and i i always kind of enjoyed that aspect of it even my grandfather when i was a kid said that like you know it's sad that he downplays who he is so other people feel comfortable with him he just can't be himself yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, did you ever get a chance to read the Injustice uh, uh, comics? I get, or what was it called? Injustice something. It pretty much it's a uh, it it pits uh, Batman against uh, um, Superman and all these mm-hmm. different heroes. They're taking You're talking sides. About 
you're talking about the uh, that was like the basis of the Dawn of Justice uh, movie, Superman v Superman or Superman v Batman, Dawn of Justice. That was something different. The uh, their uh, which, by the way, that comic book we had, um, which the movie was loosely based off of. The armor was actually not bad in the movie. I'll, I'll admit that. Very similar to the comic book one. But no, this no, is something a, totally a different. A horrible movie, though. Can we agree? That was yeah. a horrible movie? Yes, it, yes, it was. I mean, they should have done that so much better. Oh, my God. What the hell happened? What happened? I don't know. Like, like you shout the name Martha, and suddenly you're buddies? Oh, I, I found it. I found it. Okay. I want you to write this down and look this up. Um, what I had to do, because there are too many comic books and money, so I, I go to YouTube and I actually watch them on there. Uh-huh. I'll read them on there. Like, I'll have to, of course, pick Paul's a bunch of times, but that that's the trick I've been doing. But it's, uh, write this down, it's Injustice, God's Among Us. Oh, okay. And it's it gets dark, man. I mean, it gets dark. Oh, yeah. Right in the beginning, they kill off uh, Lois. Yeah. In a brutal way. And Superman just snaps. He goes dark. But, uh, I, yeah, I've been, I, when that started, I, I, I waited till the series, um, came. It was all on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Watch it, slash, read it there. Hold on. Ugh. Oh, I've got so much gas today. Um, but yeah. Jesus. But yeah, Wolf, um, Lobo and Wolverine, those two guys, and I, I've never liked. Although I like, I like uh, Superman, you know. But mm-hmm. and for me though, I'm not big on the Boy Scouts. You know what I mean? The and I'm talking Boy Scouts. I'm talking like the Boy Scout in the superhero world, and the in uh, yeah. in um, I, don't, I don't kill. I don't. You know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that. I, I like the people that just, their life sucks. They get beat down constantly, and but yet they'll, you know, they keep standing up and they'll dish out as much as they, you know, much as they take. That's so why Lobo is more into like the Watchmen mentality. Yes, you know, yes, yes. Where they were almost, you know, God bless Frank Miller for <laughs> writing the stuff he wrote, but uh, if, for those people who don't know, Frank Miller wrote Sin City... Uh, Watchmen, you know, much, much darker graphic novels, not even comics, but graphic novels. And great movies. Yes, and great 300. I mean, all that stuff is is Frank Miller based. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, really, it, it, Frank Miller would have been a god in the comic book world if he'd have gone in there. Yeah. I mean, no one would have been able to touch him. But um, but yeah, I, I like those. I like the characters, and it's like Wolverine was one of my favorites. Matter of fact, uh, I started liking him about 1988, I think it was. Wow. 1988 or 89. God, I'm trying to think. Like I was into Ghost Rider in sixth grade, uh, Deadpool in seventh grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? Well, but DC, I mean, DC was always there since childhood, though. Yeah. Like, I'm really, like, Batman, Superman, all those things were so ingrained in me at, at a young age. I think maybe I'm a little jaded on that aspect. You know, I yeah. maybe I found Marvel so much later. But Marvel always did have a more 
complex character. Yeah. Like they they built a human, not a stereotype. I guess you could say. Yeah, they kind of focus more on the person than DC. DC really puts more into their powers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. And that, that's what I like is I like doing the whole, you know, like you so many of the great characters both in DC and in Marvel, but I just like you I mean, I just I'm going to keep saying Wolverine because it's just his life sucks. And they killed him off in uh, 2014, actually, and he just came back. Well, I remember reading the uh, the old, God, the old Logan ones were like his claw, like he had to hammer his claws into rocks where they wouldn't retract anymore. And he was just so broken down and old and living in Canada. Like, uh, God, I want to say it was, what movie was it? I think it might have been called The Wolverine. No, it was uh, uh, Old Man Logan. The movie was Logan. No, 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 no. It was. It, it would have been before that when he was living in Canada after his wife had died. Wife had been killed, and he ended up going to Japan. Okay, and then, you, you know, you're talking. Uh, we may you may be thinking a couple of different things. I don't know. We'll probably spend 20 minutes just trying to figure that out. But no, God damn it, I'll look it yeah. up. <laughs> but but here's the thing. Going back to the Superman, you know, actor, they want to have that dude play it, and a lot of people are pissed off. And I, I kind of got a, a, you know, a laugh. I giggled too, you know, like a little child. But uh, the the comments, people's comments, it was so funny. And you know, I I posted one, and I was just like, okay, okay, I can do this. If he's bat or if he's Superman, then I want an Asian to play back Black Panther. You know what? Let, let's keep going here. All right. Um, the guy that played Aquaman, uh, that long hair, the Samoan dude. Uh, what's his name? Jason something. Jason Momoa. Yeah. Sorry, dude. You're no longer. Uh, you're no longer Aquaman. You are now Wonder Woman. Well, I mean, let's go back just to break us. You know, because if you want to talk the stereotype of the comics going to the movies, I mean, Aquaman was a blonde-haired, blue-eyed douche. Yeah, he was. I mean, and he was completely useless. He he did nothing good, really. Yeah, I mean, it took them years to really define his powers and to really make yeah. him something. Well, I can talk to fish. Then how are you talking to whales? Yeah. Whales aren't fish. They're mammals. So if that's the case, then you can telepathically talk to people. But they didn't want to get into that. Yeah. That's I mean, pretty it, good. It, it, it took them from the like the fifties until the nineties to get shit together with him. <laughs> yeah, you know, I remember as a kid, my uh, grand—I think it was my grandpa, maybe an uncle—I don't remember. But uh, I just had these like boxes full of comics, both Marvel and DC, and it just—I actually had a couple Aquaman. You know, I had some of those, and he—he—I he, never really liked him until, like you said, like around the nineties until they—they kind of changed. You know, they really mm-hmm. got into the characters or so. Um, and same thing around the 90s when they, they really made Batman darker, more, uh, you know, not so much as the, you know, Boy Wonder's little uncle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Big uncle. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, um, yeah, stereotypes. I mean, 
you know, and people, when the Black Panther came out, everybody's like, this is the first, you know, black super bullshit. Okay, <laughs> y'all need to, if you're going to really, you got to dig into some of Black Panther. Yeah, he's been around for a while. He's not the only one. There's actually a lot of African-American, you know, superheroes, both in DC and Marvel. Well, me and my wife were actually talking about that, and that kind of agitated me when they were like, oh, this is the first black superhero. Did you guys miss Blade? Yeah. I, did, did you I, not I, catch that? Luke Cage. Thank you. Yeah. Dude, I mean, dude, okay, all right, now, during the, what was it, the 70s or 80s, they played him off as a pimp. Yeah, they really. <laughs> he was a straight pimp with superpowers. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, I, I, and I do think Black Panther was a good movie. I mean, it was a, it was a decent movie. It really was. But I think Yet again, it's one of those that could have been so much better. Like, they had so much more meat to sink their teeth into. Yeah. With that character, that they could have done so much better. You know, it was, and in my opinion, if you're talking about, like, well, you know, you had brought up Batman. Um, like, uh, the the Tales of the Demon series with the comics with, the, with Batman. Like, you know, which, which is kind of what you know, the dark night and all that's based off of when the Joker went really friggin' dark and all that. Like, I mean, that could have been so much more sadistic than they ever made it. And I think like if they'd have went just a little darker with black Panther, instead of making it so PG 13, I think it would have been a lot better because there was so much more to that character than I think they grazed upon. And then they jumped straight into infinity war. Like instead of pulling a little bit more out of that character and making him deeper than he was. Yeah. I mean, he's not a boy scout and you know, people that don't know him and they, you know, the watching the, uh, the movie, you know, he's like the, you know, a lot of them actually, I've, I've listened to they're talking like he's a very morally, you know, good, good character. No, he, he will straight up murder, you know, kill somebody. Yeah. He has yeah. no qualms about it at all. No. But I, I, I will always say one of my favorite, like, comic series, The Killing Joke in the Batman Chronicles, man. Mm, yes, I have a copy oh. of that. That will always, I mean, I still dream about that comic and see the slides and stuff that they drew. Oh, my God. Yeah, I got the I, hard book of that. I bought the... the do you really? Book. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Going to Amazon, that, man. No, nah, I just don't want to spend the money now. <laughs> it, it was like 20 bucks, I think. Yeah. Yeah, a bottle of Jack's 25. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, online people are getting all pissed off, and it's just they shouldn't know. let it. <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> let it happen. Yeah, I I didn't like <coughs> Henry Cavill as as uh, Superman. I didn't like him as Superman. You know, <coughs> I didn't like Christian Bale as Batman. Yeah. Let it happen. Let's see. Everybody was up in arms over Heath Ledger playing Joker. Oh, that was brilliant, too. And it was. And and now they're up over Joaquin Phoenix about the Joker movie. Oh. Yeah, but I'm telling you, let's let it happen. Let's see where it goes. 
Because, I mean, if Heath Ledger, if the whole Heath Ledger, I can't believe this douchebag from 10 Things I Hate About You is going to play the Joker, what what is he going to bring to this? What is he going to offer this role? And he made it almost as, I'm going to say almost as iconic as Jack Nicholson's role. Now, Jack Nicholson played a totally different Joker than he played. Yeah. So let's see what this guy can do. I mean, why not? Let Michael B. Jordan play him and let's see what he can do. You know, and I actually like the difference they did because Jack Nicholson was, he played more of a a mob type criminal, you know, and Heath Ledger played the the psychotic, you know, level of Jack. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is, both of them are just two different characters of Joker. They are. If you read one set of comics or one set of storyline, they they both kind of follow a different storyline. Yeah. You know, I mean, honestly, because, I mean, let's be honest, Heath Ledger's Joker was far more like the killing joke. And if you go with Jack Nicholson's, he was far more like the 1950s, 60s show and comics. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to go with the era. You got to, and, and people who want to complain or movie critics or whatever that don't know the comic book side of it, you know, yeah, let them complain, but make your own deduction off the movie. Go in, watch it, or don't go to the movies and watch it. Don't spend that $14. Wait till it comes out on Redbox, spend a buck, and then say, yeah, that was pretty good. I mean, there, there's no comic book movie out there that's going to be right online. I mean, as the comics. It's just never going to happen. I I challenge anyone to tell me that they knew Guardians of the Galaxy was an actual comic book before it became a movie. Hmm. I mean, that was one of the dumbest comics they ever put out that barely anybody read. It was like Howard the Duck. But then people... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't knock on Howard. Look, I love Howard the Duck, and he's one of the few Marvel DC crossovers. Yes, yes, he is. Yeah, he could, he ended up doing a crossover, but I mean, like people who like I saw the eighty or was it the eighties? Yeah, it was like mm-hmm. 80, 89, 88 that that came out somewhere around there. Yeah, maybe movie. even earlier, eighty six. Yeah, I yeah. heard they're doing a remake. Really? In the future, there's they're looking at it. Oh, speaking of room, uh, I just uh, found out yesterday. I that got I got very excited. Do you remember The Last Dragon? Oh, Bruce Leroy. <laughs> okay. That was one of the best ever friggin' B-movies. <laughs> oh, my God. That guy with the weird piranha tank. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. So that was awesome. Leroy Green, the uh, actor's name is... Uh, uh, Tamek, Tamek, or T A I M A K, I can't pronounce that. Um, and I stumbled upon it because I was just looking for the theme song. I just wanted to listen to it. And, you know, while I'm listening, I'm scrolling down, looking at related ones. And it was an interview, like kind of a recent one with him. He goes on and he's like, Yes, the, meme, the remake is either started or going to start shortly. But he's not playing Leroy. He's playing a different character. Is he going to play the sensei this time? or? You know, I don't know. I'm thinking he's either that or he's going to play Shonuff. Oh, that 
that'll be good. Yeah. Who's the master? <laughs> was it Julius Shh. Carey or something like that? Oh my god, that was such a great B movie. Yes, yes. Oh, I tell you, one I watched recently that I hadn't seen in forever, The Last Starfighter. Oh, you know what? Yes, a matter of fact, um, I had the uh, one of the first comic books, like boxes, whatever is given to me, um, that was in there, and it was the whole all in one. It was I'm one jealous. of my favorites. Yeah, it was one of my favorites. I am jealous because that, it, for people who haven't seen that, that movie came out, I think, 84, 85. I mean, that was a while ago. And that was one of the coolest sci-fi movies, I think, of that era. That was so mixed genre. It was action-adventure. It was sci-fi. It was, ah, oh, it, it was just fantastic. Mm-hmm. <sighs> you know, kid from a trailer park beats a video game and makes good. It was all of our dreams. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, it, it was. <laughs> I kind of thought the same way too. <laughs> like, if I beat asteroids, I'm really gonna go somewhere in life. No, you're not. <laughs> well, back back then, I, I always go to the uh, bowling alley, and they have their arcade games. And uh, one of my favorite ones, besides Frogger, was playing uh, uh, Spy Hunter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. By far, I'd say that was my favorite, you know, arcade game that I've ever played. Really. Oh yeah, and it was always at the um, the bowling alley. And there's a particular bowling alley, you know, I used to always go to, and it ended up burning down. I think when I was maybe eighteen or nineteen years old, and it was just so surreal because uh, my roommate at the time, we both went down there, right across the street, and we're just like, you know, talking about memories, and we're like, this is just this is crap. The news guys come in, you know, they start interviewing people like right there around us. You know, you can see us in the background <laughs> and it's just like, you know, that's awesome. Man. Yeah, it was, uh, it was sad, man. I mean, like, that's an, that was an era that it's gone. You don't really see that many nah. bowling alleys nowadays. No. Nah, and, uh, that's actually one thing we love to do as a family is to go and bowl mm-hmm. and Right when we get done bowling, you know, we bowl our three games and have fun. But I always take my son over to the video game area. And I'm like, go ahead, whatever game you want to play, we're going to play it. But I remember going there as a kid and playing Metal Slug. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it, for people who don't know it, if you grew up in the Nintendo era, it was kind of like uh, there was a game called Aragon. And it was just a, a 2D side-scroller game, and you just went and shot stuff. <laughs> and it was, I, I must have pumped an easy college tuition into that game. <laughs> <laughs> I, I loved it, and I, I'm telling you, it was the best. Like, and my dad would just stand there and be patient with me, and I'd ask for another quarter. You know, let me continue. Okay. 30 minutes later, he'd be like, all right, that's enough. We got to go. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when uh, my uh, my little uh, stepsister was born. I think it was like 1987. I can't remember. right. If you do actually listen, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I, I remember being in the waiting room, and they had, um, they had what was it, a Frogger and like another arcade game in the hospital. And mm-hmm. this old couple 
like for hours. <laughs> they would just give me quarter after quarter after quarter. And I've, I don't know how much they, they, they shelled out, but I mean, this was for hours I played this thing. <laughs> oh, man, it was... Uh... When I went to uh, uh, my college down there at Sampson County, uh, Sampson Community College, shout out to SCC, but what? You guys are underwater now. Good luck. I love you. But uh, they had a... Uh, it, it was an arcade cabinet but it had a bunch of games on it. Like it had old school Pac-Man, Mrs. Pac-Man, uh, Donkey Kong, all that stuff. And I think it was my first day there. And I had to be there from seven at night to like nine at night or seven in the morning to nine at night. Mm-hmm. And I, I had this like six hour break in classes and the drive for me was an hour there and an hour back. So why the hell am I going to go home? So I went and got a crap ton of quarters. <laughs> and I, in my first quarter, I got to, what was it, level level 14 of Pac-Man? Wow. And I ended up having like five guys around me. And they're like, are you kidding? I said, man, I've been playing this since I was like four. <laughs> and I was just tearing it up. <laughs> and I ended up getting, like, my hand ended up cramping. I ended up getting bored. I was like, well, I'm going to Ruby Tuesdays and getting a beer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we grew up on that stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's what we did as kids because you could go and play that game at the cheaps. You know, we used to have the cheap ones. You can go and play for a nickel. So I don't know if you had them. We had them in Arizona when I was a kid that they had the cheap arcades with the older arcade cabinets that you could go and play for a nickel a piece. You could sit there all day and just pump in nickel after nickel and play all day long. Mm-hmm. And I love that crap because, you know, that was a dork. Oh, speaking of dork stuff, uh, have you seen the... <sighs> sorry. <sighs> have you seen the movie uh, Ready Player One? No, no, I have not. You need to watch it. You will have 80s nostalgia like you had a mullet again. Ooh. Yes, sir. It, it will instantly grow two inches in the back in two hours. Oh, oh, nice. That just, you get you got me. 80s and mullet. That's all you had uh, to say. Duran Duran, Twisted okay. Sister. Yes. Uh, you're talking Galaga, Asteroids, Avenger, all the good old video games. Uh, even the movies, The Shining, mm. uh, Back to the Future, uh, what? Well, the game Donkey Kong. Uh, what the hell? Uh, what was that? Uh, this is what I could remember. The uh, racer game. Uh, you actually you sat in, drove the car, and uh, it, it was a big cabinet, too. You pole, actually sat in. Pole position? Pole position. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, that's in there. I mean, like, it threw me back so far. I sat down and had my wife watch it, and she was like, I don't get it. <laughs> and I was explaining all this to her and as we were going through she was like I can see how you love this oh, I said speaking this, of, I said, this defines positions. my childhood because there's, there's two pole position ones there's the one that you sit in and then there's the one 
that came after it, which is to got the wheel and the, the shifter on the actual arcade. Now, get this. About a year ago, maybe two years ago, I found one of those that you sit in. Oh, man, it was old. Oh, yeah. I don't remember where it was. I'm going to have to ask the wife. I can't remember where where, where we went. I'm trying like hell to convince my wife that putting a gaming cabinet in our garage is a good idea. Yes, yes. Um, Wifey, that is an amazing idea. Highly recommend it. I support it. (laughs) But they have these... uh, these ones now that have like they cost about 400 bucks and they got like 200 old school arcade games on them yeah but it's just really like a giant keyboard it's got four controllers on it and i thought about buying that putting that in the garage and just setting up you know like maybe a 30 inch flat screen in there so a bunch of people could come in and you could sit in the garage and play and I think th- I think that would be a good idea because I know the old school cabinets now, like they used to not cost a lot, but now they're going up because they're so hard to find. Yeah, yeah, they are. So oh, I, I um, you've been busy this last week, so you probably haven't gotten a topic. We've gone probably what fifty minutes so far, and haven't discussed one of the topics we mentioned we were going to discuss. Oh yeah, you don't have one. Yeah. No, I mean, honestly, I tried to look up a couple things about the, uh, uh, it it was a a Jewish demon. It was in the news lately because of, um, there's a rapper, I can't remember his name. Hmm. Uh, what is it? Something, something maroon, something marin. Anyway, it, the, it's a Jewish demon called a, a, a die, a die book. Hmm. D-Y-B-B-U-K. Okay, Look okay. That yeah, no, that sounds familiar. Are you talking about a character or one of the names is like a, uh, like oh, Murdoch, oh. not Murdoch, but Modak, Modak, uh, I can't remember. Um, well, I, I didn't get the exact name of it, but it's kind of a generalized term. Uh, uh, Post Malone was the rapper's name. If, if you want to punch it in on your stuff and look at it, but, uh, Supposedly, these are like uh, demons of the Jewish religion that that are like ex-living souls that have unfinished business on Earth, and they can overtake people and objects to kind of possess things and exert their will. Hmm. And evidently, there's even uh, scripture written about Jesus doing exorcisms, which I had never heard of. I was going to ask you about that. Moloch. Moloch, okay. So so you have heard of it, thank goodness. Actually, I wrote something up on it. I was doing some studying. You want to oh, hear what God. I got? It's actually really short, oh, but... Dude, absolutely. All right, well, now, Moloch... Okay, yeah, Moloch has been around since the ancient times. Uh, as late as the Sumer- Sumerian era, which is, you know, pretty much post-flood. Pretty, you know, right about that time. Um, uh, the same time has been referred to as ancient Babylon, even though the Babylon era was after, but it's mm-hmm. considered ancient Babylon. Um, uh, yeah, because Babylon came after Sumer era and the Akkadian. 
Now, over thousands of years, deities have changed names to represent the culture or era of that time. Some slight differences of attributes and practices have changed, but the core of the deity is the same. Uh, now, this goes on the same lines with Moloch. Now, Moloch has gone by many names. Uh, Malik, Melesh, Mok. Uh, Moloch is a different spelling. Uh, Malesh is the one. The other one I read, Malesh. Yeah. Uh, Molak with the A, uh, Moloch with the O C H, uh, Malok with the O K H, Molak U L A C. Um, okay, there's a, like three or four more. Um, then you start getting to others like uh, Nurgle, Baal or Baal, and Kronos. Same deity, just different names. You know, just few attributes and practices changed it's the same deity though um there's been changes to the worship of this particular deity but the core worshiping to a statue or an idol um often the images of a bull um the common practice is sacrificing of infants um the which also correlates with christmas and easter um Mm, I didn't know that. He is also among the fallen angels. Fallen angels, one of the first to turn, um, mm -hmm. basically a high chief to Satan slash Azazel, or Azazel. Azazel, Azazel. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, when I say as far as Christmas and Easter, I'm not talking about the. Uh, um, I'm talking about the pagan side, not the religious side of that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Straight up pagan yeah. side, which we practice every year. Pretty much everybody here at the lessons does. Hold on. Excuse me. God. I'm so full of it today. I can tell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, it's uh, just like the Roman and Greek gods, you know. Yeah. Different names, same exact thing, like um, yeah. Mars. Roman, Aries, Greek, God of War, you know, uh, Jupiter or Zeus, you know, yeah. same guy, different name, different uh, um, culture. So you, you you see that you know that's uh, that's pretty much how all that goes. And I, I've yeah. I still got more research I need to do. I've actually done a lot more than what I've read. I just have different places in my computer. Um, now, I would like, I did some studying, or I got some stuff written down on Enoch. Yes, and I, I had done a little, not a lot. So I was only researching a few angels from the book of Enoch. Yeah. So. Now, I'm not going to get in detail of all the angels that were listed, but I'm kind of give a brief background of it. And Jesus, there were what, like 30 watchers listed? Uh, 200 watchers, actually. Two, 200, yeah. Good God, see. Now, there's three different, you know, Enoch, uh, um, books or copies or whatever you want to say. You have the, uh, the, uh, Ethiopic Apocalypse, which is, uh, Aramaic and Hebrew. And this mm -hmm. was, uh, approximately before about 190 BC to 980. Sometime in there is when that originated as far as the book that we have current on that. Um, there's this Slav uh, Slavonic Apocalypse, late first century. Um, 
the Hebrew Apocalypse, about 5th or 6th century. So there's three different ones with certain changes in them. Okay, now I'm not going to go into those changes, but I'm going to go into the basic structure of the book itself. Okay, you have... Now there's three actual books, but if you, if you take them into like different um, sections or whatever, you have the structure, uh, the Book of the Watchers. You have um, Similitudes, the Astronomy Book, the Book of Dreams, and the Epistle of Enoch. Now, and I have numbers here for like chapters that are, you know, whatever. First, we're going to go into the Book of the Watchers. That is chapters 1 through 34. Okay. Now, chapter 1 through 5, this introduction describes the coming judgment of the world. Chapter 6 and 16 is the uh, angelology, the fall of the angels, and announcement of their punishment by Noah and Enoch, okay? Um, I believe that's the one where it goes into all the names, if I'm correct. I think it is. Yeah. Um, now, chapters 17 through 19 and um, 20 through 36 is basically Enoch's journey. Um basically two accounts of his journey through earth the heavens and the underworld now that's the first part of the five the second is the similitudes are also parables or yeah parables and this is chapters 37 through 71 um and it's 37 is uh, the introduction uh, the Messianology Discourse, a future dwelling place of the righteous, minister of angels, astrology, meteorology information, you know, all that. Then you have uh, chapters 45 and 57, which is the uh, discourse of the Messiah and his judgment. Discourses on the Messiah and the judgment. Um, chapters 58 through 59 is the judgment of the Son of Man upon men and angels. Chapter 70 through 71 is Enoch's entrance into paradise and his appointment as Son of Man. Now that's all under the uh, similitudes from chapters 37 to 71. The next section, 3, Astronomy Book, is uh, chapters 72 through 82. It deals with the astronomy, calendar, sun, the moon, um, days, stars, called points, phases of the moon, and a conclusion of Enoch's journey. Um, you know, this, you know, a lot of that is how with like the measure time back then was they used the sun, you know, the moon and the stars and everything is how they made, they didn't have really, that was their calendar. Um, now, well, that's the, pretty much our calendar now. I mean, let's be honest, yeah, we yeah. measure everything with the sun, stars, and moon. <laughs> <laughs> that's how our months go yeah we have the astronomy book which is the wait no did i go over that one yeah i did the book of dreams this is the fourth section of uh or the fourth yeah section of the you know enoch and it's uh the book of dreams chapters 83 through 90 and it's um this uh symbolic imagery from adam to the coming messiah um I'm not sure if that there is an actual apocalypse of Adam and the uh, apocalypse of uh, Abraham, two different ones that are um, not in our canon, but are extracurricular or whatever you want to say. Um, let's see here. The fifth and last uh, part of uh, the Enoch is the epistle. Um, 
the uh, basically like the apocalypse of 10 weeks, uh, the history, human history down to the age of salvation, beginning with the universal judgment. Um, chapters 106, 108, they conclude the book recounting the birth of Noah, accompanied by miracles and the final exhortation by Enoch. Now, those are the those are the sections. OK, I'm going to go into a little bit of stuff inside here. So bear with me. I'm going to tell you for the next 15, 20 minutes that I'm going to read, I'm going to screw up about 30, maybe 40 different pronunciations. <laughs> Just fair warning. All right. 200. Don't worry, people. I'll point this shit out. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's the smart one. <clears throat> Not really. But... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Snort. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> All right, 200 of the fallen angels descended from the heavenly realm onto the summit of Mount Hermon. And they were so smitten by the beauty of uh, human women that using the new material uh, bodies, they had sex with them, leading to the creation of half-angelic, half-human offspring. Now, if you don't know where Mount Hermon is, that is... Uh, Put it this way, that's, um, uh, it's up there, shoot, is it, is that actually in Israel? Or right there between that Syria, I can't remember, but the United Nations pretty much just took up a base right on top of there, so, coincidence? Eh, I don't know. Anyways, um. That's a good thing to look up, conspiracy theory about that. Oh, yeah, and you know what, I, I think I did watch a video on that, but anyways, um, now these, <laughs> <laughs> all right okay sorry sorry <laughs> now these children were called the Nephil, uh, nephilim or nephilim uh, and they were the uh, giant race that once inhabited old earth uh the fallen angels taught their wives and children a variety of new technological skills magical knowledge and occult wisdom this suggests that psychic abilities and magical powers were originally an ancient inheritance from the angelic realm given to the early humans. In the Luciferian tradition, this is known in spiritual and metaphorical terms as the witch blood, or elven blood or fairy blood that is possessed by witches and wizards. So it almost like follows the line of like oracles or stuff like that, like they can kind of see the future kind of have a, a mystical touch with the earth dude these were angels they were like in heaven and then no no i'm talking yeah. about their descendants though oh i mean yes, even yes. now yes we yes would, we would call them like oracles or mystics or what have you exactly okay okay now in the book of enoch it says the leader of the fallen angels was called azazel he is often identified with lucifer or lumiel yeah. um as well as um God, what, what, what was the other name? Um, I'll get to the that. Morning Star. No, no, no. Uh, it starts with an S, but I'll get to that in a minute. Um, actually, it is. Yeah, I'll get to that in a minute. There's a lot of words here. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote a lot of shit, man. Hey, I, I did, okay? I literally um, so I finished this probably uh, about noon. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Yes. So he taught men to forge swords and make shields and breastplates. 
Um, Azazel also taught them metallurgy and how to mine from the earth and use different metals. To the women, he taught the art of making bracelets, ornaments, rings, and necklaces from precious metals and stones. He also showed them how to beautify their eyelids with coal, uh, K-O-H-L, whatever that is, and then and the use of cosmetic tricks to attract and seduce the opposite sex. From these practices, Enoch says there came much godliness, and men and women committed fornication and were led astray and became corrupt in their ways. Now, this was the basis for the early church condemning the fallen angels for teaching women to make necklaces from pieces of gold, bracelets uh, from their arms. Um, now, St. Paul said the women should cover their head in the synagogue. Uh, this was because the fallen angels were supposed to be attracted to human females with long flowing hair. The custom of women covering the hair in churches is still found in Roman Catholicism and also in the customs of Islam. Um, Paul said this, if you're curious, he mentioned this in uh, Corinthians 11, or Corinthians chapter 11. Uh, I'm not going to tell you the verse because people only read the verse, not before and after. So just go read yeah. the chapter 11. All right. Well, growing up in a Catholic church, I can honestly tell you, all the ladies I knew covered their heads. Mm-hmm. They always did. They, they would never go in uncovered because evidently this and I, I also believe uh, in Judaism that they do that as well. Maybe more uh, so the Orthodox, if anything. Oh, okay. Okay. <clears throat> All right, let's see. Where was I? Okay, now let's talk about Azazel. Azazel, the leader of the Watchers, as mission before, was identified with Lucifer or Lumiel. And now that Lumiel, that's uh, L-U-M-I-E-L. It is possible that Lumiel may have originated in Canaan as Shahar, the god of the morning star. He had a twin called Shalem, who was symbolized by the planet Venus, but as the evening star, but as the evening star, these divine bright and dark twins represented the solar light emerging from the darkness of night at the dawn and descending into the dusk. They were the children of the goddesses uh, Asherah, and there is archaeological evidence from the Middle East that the Hebrews adopted her worship when they settled in Canaan and practiced it alongside reverence to the tribal storm god Yahuwah or Yahweh as some Yahweh, people call it. Yeah. yeah, I call it Yahuwah. Now, I like Yahweh. The Old Testament has several references to the continued worship of Asherah as Queen of Heaven by the allegedly Moniath monotheistic Hebrews. This took place at shrines and sacred groves on hills where they made offerings of cakes and incense to the goddess. In Canaanite mythology, Shahar, as the lord of the morning star, was cast down from heaven for defying the high god in the form of a lightning bolt. In that form, he fertilized Mother Earth with his divine phallic force. Now, just stop you. Yep. Like like the lightning bolt thing doesn't that like just pull you back to greek mythology though well that came later on in history this is like before i know but doesn't that i mean just i I mean just with your mind though i mean doesn't that just like shock you of zeus or something like that like it pull their back of that you know what i mean well, I mean, yeah, there's a reference, but also, I mean, if you look at the Old Testament, there's many references of lightning or fire from the sky. Oh, oh yeah, because, you know, it's, it, 
you're going to get later references from earlier references, especially yeah. in religion. So uh, that's why I just, you know, wanted to mention it. I was like, ah, it just yanked me back. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, um, sorry, go ahead. Let's see here. Oh, yeah. I left off at phallic force. Or, yeah, sorry, go. divine phallic force. <laughs> <laughs> snort, snort. <laughs> okay, all right here. Azazel is like... Shh. <laughs> okay, super shit, right? Go ahead. <laughs> oh, God, we're like children. Um, yeah, Azazel is represented as a metalsmith and a fireworking sorcerer or magician. He has also been compared to the biblical first smith Tubal Cain, or Tubal Cain, a descendant of the half-human, half-angelic first murderer Cain. The actual name Azazel was variously been translated as God of Victory, uh, the Strength of God, the Strength or the Strong God, and even a Goat God. In the apocryphal Apocalypse of Abraham, he is called the Lord of Heathens, suggesting he was originally a pagan god. Um, he has also been identified with the serpent in the Edenic myth that seduced the first woman, um, mother of all living, Eve. Um, in a, okay, which, that brings me to mind that, you know, a lot of people talk about the apple, the forbidden fruit. Um, I've been studying a lot, and I, I believe more on a seductive physical level. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing more of that on, on, than an actual fruit. But, uh, that's like another whole topic in itself. Okay, where'd I go? Um... Ah, here we go. In a Persian text known as the Urm al-Kabab, which I cannot pronounce, or the Primordial Book, dating from the 8th century CE, or AD, sorry, I'm, I'm not going to be correct. AD, motherfuckers. Um, the angel... <laughs> I had to. I'm sorry. I don't say CE. It just made me laugh like hell when you just like switch like that. <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna say it's gonna be this bastard's little Tourette's coming out. That's awesome. <laughs> now this uh, this angel Azizel or Azazel is said to have refused to acknowledge the superiority of Adam over the angels. As a result, Allah expelled him and his rebel angels from the heavenly realm to live on earth. More generally, in Islamic lore, Azazel or Azrael is the angel of death, and he acts as a guide from the souls of the dead. Now, just as a precursor, this short little thing I said is a text from Persia, which you know is Muslim or Islamic uh, uh, tradition. Um, now, in Leviticus six, chapter sixteen, and in the Dead Sea Scrolls, a curious. Hebrew ritual is recorded that features Azazel as the name for the scapegoat that takes on the communal sins of Israel. It is says that the high priest Aaron took two goats from the flock and cast lots to choose which one would be the scapegoat and sacrificed as a sin of or a sin offering. The scrolls say that the high priest confessed all the impurities of the children of Israel over the head of the Azazel goat. By this ritually symbolic act, he transferred to the unfortunate animal 
all their guilt and sins so they could be absolved of them. Now the goat was then either cast out into the wilderness to die or thrown over a cliff to be dashed to pieces on the rocks below. Mm-hmm. Now this in this is uh, like th- that is like a no shit. You know you will find that there in the Bible, which obviously you know, man, it's, I, I, I'm gonna get, I gotta keep on topic here. All right, now it is possible. <laughs> it is possible that the account of the ritual of the goat god Azazel may have been an autumn equinox or harvest rite of Syrian uh, Hittite or Canaanite origin. Uh, adopted by the Hebrews. Originally, a goat would have been selected by means of a divination ritual and then offered to a desert god or demon that had to be uh, placated or placated, 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 I said it right, by the the shedding of blood. Eventually, the sacrifice was made to Yahuwah as a uh, petition to forgive the sins of his followers. Now, Azazel was pop, uh, popular believed to have a, um, a retinue of hairy he-goat demons known as the Sarim, or the Sarim, who, like the Watchers, lusted after human women. Now, it cannot be total coincidence that the church imagined the devil or Satan in the form of a hairy half-human he-goat with a massive erect phallus who has sexual intercourse with his female worshippers as the witch's Sabbath, or at the witch's Sabbath. See, uh, oh, now shimmy, oh, what's up? A lot of no, I'm just trying to get the hairy he goat with the <laughs> massive phallus <laughs> in my head. Like, yeah, just, uh, just trying to wrap it all around my mind. Mm-hmm. Now, Shimyaza is seen by some modern Luciferians as either the emissary of Lumiel or one of his avatars. Um, and he uh, he not only fell in love with human women, but also with the Babylonian deity Ishtar, the goddess of love and war. She promised to have sex with him if he would, in return, reveal to her the secret name of God. When uh, Shemyasa told her, Ishtar used his forbidden knowledge to ascend to the stars, and she reigned over the constellations of Pleiades or the Seven Sisters, while the other while the other Watchers were rounded up by the archangels and punished by God. Shemyasa voluntarily, repent, or voluntarily repented his error and sentenced himself to hang upside down in the constellation of Orion the Hunter, with whom he is sometimes identified in the Luciferian tradition. Ah, didn't, didn't know that. So this is basically, you know, that was, the beginning part was the rundown of the structure of the book, you know, of Enoch, um, and then kind of going into the little bit about the fall of the angels um or the 200 watchers i'm gonna be honest with you folks if you know if you want to learn more about enoch it's there's a lot to go i mean you just you're better off going to amazon or the or the library you won't find it at the library or uh or bookstore um but your your best bet is order them online and read them yourself go online you can get free copies online in PDF. You can read it. Um, now, Enoch is not in the Bible as far as canon. Um, and it's not exactly considered scriptural um, in accordance, uh, scriptural, scripturally correct. But on the side, it is there is a lot in there that is referenced uh, 
in the Bible, both Old and New Testament. And so when you read Enoch, just take it as a um, more on a uh, history account or um, more in depth on some things that are mentioned in the Bible. But keep in mind, it is not canonical with our current Bible. And it has not for several hundred years. It wasn't voted in during the Council of Nassisi. Um, you know what? I, you know, and I just, I, I got this printout here and it mentioned about different uh, times or different books that it was in. Um, I, I still need to finish reading this, but... I'm just mentioning that because a lot of people don't know that, you know, a lot of the the books of the Bible were voted in. Like, yeah, this should be in, this should be in. Oh yeah. And 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 there there is a religious base off that as far as the you know the canonal with it, but at the same time, it was also a kind of a political move as well. Well, yeah, I mean, it gave a harken back to almost the uh, the, the pagans, mm-hmm. you know, like like every. I I shouldn't say like everything else because that's not true, but like a lot of things, you know, it, it does give the harken back to yes, we took this from there, or this happened well before this time, and and that distorts a timeline. Well, when when uh, Constantine pretty much he. You know, he was like, okay, hey, Christianity is no longer illegal or punishable by death or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. That move was, you know, and he, that whole thing about the sun, he'll see a sign against some battle or whatever it was, I forgot. And I honestly, I think that part's kind of bullshit. But what um, I, um, the whole move was basically to. Oh, it was a huge political movement because yes, the, 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 the whole pagans shifting and Christians. Of, of, yes. at that time was it was going towards Christianity mm-hmm. and pagans were losing their foothold and Constantine was like yeah this this is what's happening so we need to we need to do something about this and also he was pushing out and pretty you know was basically ostracizing the Jews as well and it, it, he was on his deathbed then was he not oh I can't remember if I remember right like yeah he was he was pretty close to his deathbed when all this was happening so he was trying to you know, almost, it seemed like almost trying to secure a legacy. I'm going by memory right now, so I, I can't. Uh, that I don't know. Well, I am too, so. But yeah, um, I mean, it's really interesting history. There's a lot of different books. I'm going to tell you, if you do read the Bible and you want to understand it more, for one, start at the very beginning. Read the whole thing, both old Always. and new. If you have one of those that's just the New Testament, just throw it away. And you know, well, don't throw it away. Keep okay. it to read later. Get a get an Old Testament as well. <laughs> okay, either get an Old Testament as well, or throw it away and get one. <laughs> Sorry, I, I I honestly believe that in order to understand the New Testament, you have to read and understand the Old, because it all correlates oh. more so than people realize. Not to I mention, well, it just it just hurts my heart to hear anybody say throw away a book. Yeah, but the, for that particular thing, I would say yes. If it's only just, you know, it's the second half. It's part two. 
you know. Yeah, oh, yeah, you, yeah you, you're right. You can't just stick with part two without, you know, seeing part one oh. first. So, I, yeah. I agree with you. So, um, and, I, and I'm, I'm going to tell you, too, another thing, like I mentioned, when I do, when I give uh, verses, I don't like giving the original, the, the first numbers, because it's too easy to take, like, a verse or two out of a chapter and use it to your own advantage, your own goals. Oh, and God. it is, you're, I mean, right alone, right there, that is blasphemy. You're pretty much taking the word and changing it. That is, I forgot which of the Ten Commandments that one was. But well, anyways, look, it's, man, I, I can give you one that I love to use that pisses people off. What's it? At Matthew seven twenty one. Blessed is he who is not offended by me. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's so easy to take out of context and use in a bad way. Oh yeah. Because that kind of gives you, I mean, carte blanche to do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Well, aren't aren't you blessed for not being offended by me paying for a woman to have sex with me? Yeah. Or do whatever. Yeah, that's why when yeah, I yeah, but I have it, it almost gives you a reign to do something that it, is horrible. And, and, you know, that's the problem. And it's not just with your normal churchgoers. It's also with your pastors, your priests, your fathers, whatever. And, yeah. you know, it's completely corrupting the, you know, the mass majority of the Christian denominations. Oh, um, I agree. As, as I well agree. as, you know, the different, you know, Jewish denominations and Islamic. But um, now let, let me go back to what I was saying earlier is, you know, yes, get Old and New Testament. Read that. Now, you're going to notice in the Bible, there's other books that are mentioned. Um, I will try to have that next, uh, that a list of those next uh, podcast and like legit mentioned in there. Any of those that are mentioned in there, go ahead, go buy that book, go read it. Okay. Um, even though it may not be, uh, even though it's not in the canon, you know, you look at what the, it is talked about in the Bible and then, as we know, you'll see what reference that it's mentioned of. So then go get that book, read that. And then you'll see, you know, you'll find your correlations. It's how that matches yeah. up with, you know, the text. Um, it's, yeah. ba- it's basically a, it'll help you understand the Bible better, should I say. You know, it's... The it's, word. The yeah, word. It, it's like little footnotes, basically, is what it is. It's like footnotes. That's the best yeah. way I can describe it. It's footnotes of the Bible. Um, and uh, like I said, it is to kind of finish what I was saying about verses. You know, I'll, I'll give a book and a chapter. Other than that, you know, I, I quit giving actual verses because, you know, when as Gravy and I were talking about, when people get a verse or whatever, you can totally change it to your own thing. But if you actually read that whole chapter, you'll find exactly what it means. And it could literally be told complete 180 from what you probably heard from people before oh oh definitely definitely but not many people do that you know and it's it's i mean shoot go on social media that's that's what turned me off from the whole uh i guess you could say religious movement Mm -hmm. or or where i was because i was like this is complete hypocrisy yeah you know you're taking something and just twisting it to whatever you want. Yeah, I can take four or five words from your sentence and say, oh, you screwed me over. But that's not true. Mm-hmm. If I take your entire statement into fact. Oh, yeah. You know, it, it, that's very easy. And people enjoy cherry picking. 
and 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 you just can't do that from a li- religious scripture. You know, and you I, I used to I used to do this. If you want to believe, yeah. If you want to be, if you want to truly believe and be a believer, you can't do that. And now, why I'm, you know, why why biscuits is one, and I am not one. You know that that's completely different from this, but. It, it's just a fact. You need to take an entirety of something and look at it mm-hmm. and then make your own judgments. Yes. And from there, fine. That's your opinion. But you have to take it from that entirety and don't cherry pick. Yeah, anything, and I, I, mean, I'll say, I think I've said this before, but anything I talked about when it comes to scriptures of the Bible or anything like that, don't take my advice Take it as a recommend. Take it as a, a uh, um, either a a reference. Take yes, what I say exactly. as a reference. You exactly, know. exactly. You know, hey, here's here's what I think. Read it and tell me what you think. Yeah, that's what it's for. I mean, and you don't. I mean, and there's people I know that are not religious at all, but they love the bible and because it's so interesting there are so many cool stories in there dude i love it i I think there is so much grandeur and so i mean there's a lot of great morality yes in it that i think gets lost Mm. in i I got i hate to keep bringing up the phrase but cherry picking of it yeah no, I mean, what happened? You know, love thy neighbor. Yeah, yeah. Can't you just do that? It doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it if they're married to a dude, if they're from a foreign land. It does. It, it does not matter. Love your neighbor. Love them. Oh yeah. Love them like they're your own. So that that's it, that that right there will be the end of the Enoch topic or biblical topic is basically you know love your love your love your navel you know forget people hey you know don't take our stuff for advice take it as a reference um, hey buddy we got like a we're like an hour and twenty five minutes into it uh, anything else you want to discuss before we uh, hang up nothing that doesn't involve dick cheese. Oh, oh, here's one thing I wanted to tell you. You'll enjoy this. Mm-hmm. So I went into work Thursday night after a, uh, we'll call it a pregame hurricane party. And they thought I was a homeless guy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, that's awesome. <laughs> Are you done laughing at that aspect of it, you prick? Seriously, they can't. I was trying to sleep. Here I am, like I'm drunk. I just want to go to bed. And they kept mass like three, four times. They kept coming into my room. I'm like, look, I work here. Leave me alone. I honestly work here. Do none of you know me? And they evidently they didn't. And security ended up coming up, and I was like, leave me alone. Get the hell out of my room. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, it was it was a surreal <laughs> one of those moments where I'm like, I get why people get pissed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Let's... if someone's if if someone is at your hospital and there's a hurricane and they're homeless, leave them the hell alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I can totally see it. I'm sorry. It's... Okay. All right, folks, before uh, we're going to wrap it up here, and um, um, we are still slowly trying to improve our podcast. I have this new microphone sure. that came in the mail today. So, um, I only had like five minutes to test it out before we started. So, hopefully, you can hear me better than the last every other episode we've done so yeah we're working we're getting there slowly very very slowly hey yeah it's all done over time man okay um i got nothing else uh you got anything else um oh, d- dude i wish i did okay hey uh folks um we don't know what we're gonna discuss next week so uh no, I'd like to discuss uh, Dahanel, Daniel. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll discuss yeah. that offline here. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what but, I'm going to talk about. I'll just kind of wing it and throw something up there. But God knows what I'll find. Yeah. You know, it might be a serial killer. It might be someone just completely whacked out that I want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, um, be safe, be good to each other. Don't be a douchebag. And, uh, hey, Gravy, talk to you later, man. Yes, sir. All yes, right. sir, don't be a douchebag. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.